Hey everybody and welcome to episode 2, season 2 of Q-Clips, talking to the Max. It's me, Max, and with me of course as always is Naomi! Hi! How you doing tonight? I'm fine. <laughs> always the two word answers. <laughs> and we love them, and that's why we love you. <laughs> well, today, uh, first off, I want to say thank you to everybody for listening to the first episode. We really appreciate you guys taking a listen. We hope you enjoyed some of the new segments, the new jingles, all the little silliness, and heard all the fun that we had. Uh, we're very excited to be recording the second episode tonight, and we're looking forward to having just so much fun and just so much silliness. Yeah. So today, with that, let's go ahead and jump right on into our Q-Clip segment. Okay. So for today's QSLA sec uh, segment, I wanted to talk about an article I found during my APA Daily News. Your um, what? Your what? IAPA Daily News. Mm. An email that I get every day that talks about stuff in the theme park industry and the world of IAPA. Mm. Um, and the title is Longtime Sioux Falls Amusement Park Opens Indoor Expansion. So there is an amusement park called Thunder Road in Sioux Falls, South Dakota? Mm -hmm. Yes, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And this uh, outdoor theme park had a go-kart track, it had bumper boats, batting cages, a laser tag, a mini golf, and I believe one other thing I can't remember offhand, like, something with like a laser beam. Oh, the laser maze? maze? Yeah. yeah, like a laser maze. Mm -hmm. um, and they recently just opened a 29,000 square foot indoor space, which includes a restaurant, Bowling alley, axe throwing, uh, arcade, and a restaurant. So now they're going to be able to open all year round. Before it was just in the summer months, now they can do summer and winter entertainment, which is great for them. Uh, they also have like a 7D theater, uh, which is really cool and immersive. It's like a huge dome theater with like extra special effects as you watch a video that's kind of engulfed all around you. Um, and this was an interesting article because Naomi and I have always had a particular interest in family entertainment centers or FECs, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. What are some of your favorite FECs that we've been to? I know in New Hampshire, there's one we have been to called Mel's Tea um, in Derry. And they are very similar to this one. It's kind of like they have like a go-kart track. They have mini golf. They have a restaurant, um, a laser maze, and some other stuff that I forget. But... Um, <laughs> But yeah, we've been there. It's fun. They also have a, a restaurant. Yeah, right. Don't they have a restaurant? Yeah, I thought I said that. Did I not say that? Oh no, you didn't say that. Oh yeah, they have a restaurant there. Yeah. So I remember growing up and going to Boomers quite often in Boca, Boomers and and uh, Fun Depot, which also had go kart tracks, mini golf, arcades, kind of a not great really restaurant, more of like a snack bar, more than it was a restaurant, um, but. They were always a lot of fun, and we always enjoyed going to these places and just spending half a day or a couple of hours just playing games, and we even got into that together. We went to uh, Arcade City, and we used to go there quite often and have a lot of fun, right? Yeah, and also another one in New Hampshire is Space Center. That's right. We would go to Space Center, and we would have fun playing some of the arcade games and the different uh, things going on around there. So both Arcade City and Space Center are both really, they're, they're kind of smaller end 
scale of these family entertainment centers, but they're a lot of fun for us. I think they kind of fit our needs, which primarily focus around the arcade games. Um, but family entertainment centers have grown from just arcade games to video games and carnival games. Some of them have rides and attractions, laser tag, bumper boats, go-karts, mini golf, batting cages, rock walls, bowling, mini bowling, event spaces, rope courses, trampoline parks, restaurants, and bars. And they all kind of started to grow and expand into these huge places that you can literally spend hours in um, and a lot of money if you're not careful. Uh, <laughs> what would you say is like your favorite part of family entertainment centers? Like what, what of those things that they offer is something that you always look forward to the most? Well, when I was a kid at Space Center, they used to have like a... Um... I don't even know what you call it. Like one of those play areas that was like padded and it had like all the obstacle courses and slides and stuff. So that was cool. Um, it also used to have like a little train ride that you could go around like that area in. You could ride that. That was there up until recently because I know that I was riding it even with my cousins who are you know significantly younger than me. But um, And I can't remember, but the last time we were there or if it was there last time we were there, but there used to be like a Himalaya ride that you used to be able to ride. That was there because I remember riding it with you and, and it was like with you and the cousins. Super weird because when you think of Himalaya, you think of like when you go to the carnival or the or like Fun Spot or whatever, and <clears throat> it's like in like a structure and it's like themed and everything. But this was just like like a raw Himalaya ride. <laughs> it was just the ride. <laughs> it didn't have anything, but yeah, it was just there's the ride. Um, so that were, those are my favorite things. Um, also I liked Chuck E. Cheese. The animatronics weren't like, well, I don't know. I can't remember if they were my favorite thing or not, but I know like now animatronics are like obviously awesome, but I also kind of get creeped out by stuff like that in particular, maybe because of like Five Nights at Freddy. But, um, <laughs> not, not because of who is your favorite awesome. <laughs> no, I like that. Um, but I think actually my favorite part of the Chuck E. Cheese when I was a kid was also like the play area and the ball pit. And then as an adult, the bar, <laughs> <laughs> I usually have a lot more fun once I've like had a drink at the bar and then I go and explore everything else. But when I was at Andretti, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like there it was mostly about the arcade games. Like I liked more around, about that I was more about walking around and doing those than anything else because like go karts are more your thing they're not really my thing um the restaurant was okay it was a little too bougie for the facility if you ask me like I think that a full service restaurant like that is a little like it makes me wonder if that's like where the most of the revenue comes from because like to me it doesn't fit like mm -hmm. in family entertainment centers like I could see doing like a food court of some kind where you have like lots of different options of like lower end stuff, but like a sit down family fancy restaurant two feet from a bar. It's like, it's weird to yeah, me. Game time also had a similar kind of like restaurant bar that it was like, you felt like it was upscale almost mm -hmm. or in, in comparison with the, you know, the arcade that's literally attached to it. Dave and Buster's, the Does first the one I same went to, thing. yeah, the first yeah. one I went to in Hollywood almost had like this very, I don't want to say like old person vibe to it, but it was, it felt like you were almost in like a golf country club to some degree in terms of the upscale of the the place. And there was like this little, just like 
LED or neon lit like rainbow midway tunnel that opened up into this huge arcade, which was definitely geared more towards children, families, and teenagers. Well, that is a lot better of a transition than the Orlando location. You just kind of walk up the stairs and you turn, well, you walk up the stairs into a bar. And then if you go left, you get arcade. If you go right, you get restaurant. It's interesting. But it's like central focus is a bar. Yeah, most modern ones seem to have the restaurant bar arcade combination. Except game time. I mean, they, yes, they do, but also, like, you walk in into an arcade and then hope that you find the restaurant or bar because there's no signs. But <laughs> I mean, I think that's the hard part about figuring out what they are and, like, how to, how to FEC because some start off in a restaurant, some start off in, you know, an arcade, mm-hmm. some start off in a lobby like they're kind of like all over the place and there's not really a consistent message to them so they're hard to figure out but i think one that's kind of what makes them unique in their own way because as you kind of discover what's in there and you kind of figure out how to how to move about them you can really have a lot of fun and really have a really good time um it's kind of interesting because like fun spot which i just brought up considers itself a theme park Mm -hmm. but its theme is fun which is a cop out, whatever. Um, well, I'm like really shady right now. <laughs> you are. You're just coming um, hard on these places. Uh, <laughs> so, but it just makes me wonder because, like, is it like in between? Because if I were to put Fun Spot next to something, it would be a place like Game Time. But even more so, I would put it next to Mel's Tea in New Hampshire because it's like all outdoor attractions mostly go-karts, but there's also, like, the rides and whatever, which Mel's Tea doesn't have, but I feel like it has, like, the same vibe, maybe mostly because it's outdoors. But I don't know, would you consider that a family entertainment center, or would you call it a theme park just because that's what they call themselves, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think they're more of a theme park because of the number of outdoor attractions they have and how most of it takes place outdoors. They do have an arcade, but I think the focus for them is more on their rides and attractions. Yeah. And, and they, they don't have, like, really a restaurant, like a sit-down restaurant or bar. It's mostly... They have something. They have a At couple snack carts. At the location, I think that that, like, weird downstairs area is... Is it? I thought it was just space. Maybe it's just an arcade. I don't know. I can't remember. It's been a while. It has been, been a minute. I think it's important to explain to everybody. We have a critical eye for... FECs, and, and the reason we're talking about this today is because Naomi and I eventually do have a dream. We have a dream. We have, <laughs> I, that might be copyrighted. I can't probably use that. Um, that is not our new jingle. <laughs> that is not a new jingle. No, not at all. But uh, we we eventually would like to see ourselves, potentially, if we were ever going to start a business, we think this would be the direction that we would go is opening a family entertainment center. Yeah. Um, there's just a variety of things you can do with it that have excited us and inspired us when we talk about it. And it seems like it can be a place where you can throw together kind of a, a cornucopia of just different things and ideas and, and put them together. Right. I feel like people show up to these places for the variety. They want to be able to get like a one-stop shop kind of feel where it's like, you know, we're here to have fun, but we can also get snacks and food, but we could also like do big attractions or we could do just arcades or we could go, Drive go carts like yeah, it's 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 a way to kind of almost build reputation in a sense, and like I feel like I would trust an FEC that has a collection of these things rather than just like a random mini golf place on the side of I Drive. Like 
to go to an FEC that has mini golf almost feels like it may be more up kept well, or it might be uh, better to some degree in terms of just the quality of the course that you get. However, I think there, there are pros and cons, right? It, with FECs, if you can get it to be indoors, it's protected from the weather, so it's all the time. Most mini golf places are outdoors, which makes them prone to weather. Um, but like go-karting tracks, you know, a lot of these places now have indoor, Andretti, K1, uh, Deserland Park, with Action Park, which just opened near us. Like all that stuff is indoors, so you can do it all of the time, which I think adds to the the benefits of going to these places. Well, um, one of those things that you mentioned, which I'm not going to mention the name again because it is shady again. When you mentioned like the layout, one of those places that has been listed, um, I think, has made interesting choices when it comes to their extra stuff, because like they kind of went with like a like a museum approach with some of it Mm -hmm. and it's like okay but i feel like this is not the area for that like if it's somewhere like daytona because i feel like that's the kind of vibe that people Mm. would feel going there or you know like places that have like more museum stuff like even take it to saint pete where there's like a lot of known museums or, or something like that but doing it in the heart of Orlando, I, I find it's kind of like, like, I think it's the wrong demographic. But that, that's kind of like what we were doing with game time or thinking with game time where, and you know, this is not really shady. It's just a fact. They opened next to Margaritaville Resort and we were like, well, you think that they would have more classic games there to kind of pander to that demographic because it's more than likely going to be middle-aged to elderly that are going to be at this resort. So if that's what you mostly have in that area, um, that's what you're mostly well, going to see. Well, as we mentioned, as we mentioned though yesterday, like we don't know what all is at Margaritaville resort and we don't know if the rest of it, I mean, it's got a huge water park that's very visible. Um, there's tons of, you know, modern shops and a lot of local uh, mom and pop uh shops bakeries and food outlets so we don't really know if it's geared more towards an entire family if it's geared more towards you know younger groups if it's geared more towards older folk i mean margaritaville has the connotation of the older generation right um, but i think that could just be a title and kind of a brand that draws them to it because ultimately i don't see grandma going down a water slide and playing in an arcade we could be getting it confused with the 55 and up housing area that I'm pretty sure they built somewhere around there. That could be very true. It's very similar when you throw that that title on it. But going back to the museum thing, I think that's a very interesting piece. It's like, okay, there's a museum now. We've we've now seen an FEC that has a museum component to it as part of it. And and I think like you could think of like Madame Tussauds or Ripley's Believe It or Not um, as a kind of a combo of those where it's like part museum or even like a science museum, how it's part museum, but also part interactive kind of fun but with that being said, that is their focus. Like when you go to Icon Park, that's what you're expecting to do. I'm not going to Icon Park and thinking I'm going to ride a roller coaster because a there are no roller coasters, but also like <laughs> that's it's a Ferris wheel. That's just you know not the vibe. It's mm-hmm. you know observation. It's kind of like a chill day to look at stuff. So you got an aquarium, you got an observation wheel, you've got a wax museum. There's also that skeleton museum we've never been to. 
But like, oh no, that closed. But that oh, did it? That's the that's the uh um oh the illusion the, one the now. Illusion oh, that's yeah. cool. Well, we still haven't seen that either. But um, I guess Icon Park is kind of like in the middle too. Like, it's an FEC, but it's kind of its own take on it. It's almost like more isolated attractions that collectively create like a, a like a mall FEC kind of in a sense. Like yeah. It's like a bigger. The whole Icon Park is a family entertainment center, but the eye itself is an attraction. It has uh, an arcade. <laughs> it does have a small arcade. You're right. Arcade is that, City's right there. Is that the qualifications? <laughs> it's got a lot more <laughs> restaurants, though. If it has an arcade, it's, it's an FEC. Pretty much, it seems to like To me, it. they it's all like have required. It. It's, it is like a requirement. Like, for me, I think an FEC has to have an arcade. If it doesn't have an arcade, it's missing out on something, and it's going to qualify more as, like, a museum. Is that or, your favorite part? That is my favorite part. Oh, absolutely. The arcade is because just the, the, the games, right, from, from your chance games to your skill games to your puzzles to your sport athletic ones, like, they just playing the variety of the games and getting that experience of winning, um, you know, having the tickets come pour on the machine or, you know, the machine breaks, it doesn't give you any tickets and the rage you feel, <laughs> I think, all plays into part of that. Plus the bright lights, the colors, that's always what drew me into, uh, you know, arcades was just the, the bright, colorful machines and how trying to like walk up to one and learn how you interact with it was also part of the challenge. You know, how do you play this game? Cause it says wheel of fortune, but there's no wheel. Like how do you, you know, how you got to spin this little dial and you pick a letter, like who knew? Um, I think that component of trying to learn how to play the game and, and execute it is probably one of the more fun challenges that I enjoy um, in me, the arcades. For me, it was always tickets. Tickets are fun too. I, I mean, I mean, it's, I'm just like being honest. Like when I went, I wanted to win a bunch of tickets so I can put it in a little eating machine that would count all my tickets. And getting the stuff was cool too, but winning the tickets was more of a fun feeling than yeah. just getting the stuff. I like to see how long you can make the ticket strand go before it would break and they had to restart and try yeah. to add more to it. <laughs> that was always a fun part, and then a frustrating part for the parents. <laughs> But now everything's like all electronic, which is always, of course, kind of cool. You know, going green, less less paper. Yeah, product. it's just all on a card. Yeah, it's all on those like RFID tap cards, which is still great um, and incredibly beneficial for you know the business side of. It's kind of crazy how much they've grown because, like, when you think about it, back when like they first opened and, um, like the the Hampton Beach Boardwalk Arcade is more of a classic feel. I'm pretty sure they don't. Well, they might now. I don't know, but. When I first went there, um, they didn't have the cards. It was very classic work. I think they had the ticket eaters, but I can also picture back when those didn't even exist and people were just walking around with a fistful of tickets <laughs> until they were ready to give it to the person behind the counter who probably sat there and individually counted every ticket. Yeah. What a hard time that must have been. Mm. I feel like prizes, though, were probably like cheaper given like you know inflation and you probably didn't need like 65,000 tickets to win a PlayStation. But, yeah, like, but when you look at that stuff it's like useful things. So they knew like true. how much money you were spending and they were like That is true. win a blender instead of like stuff there. Honestly, bear. <laughs> I feel like practical prizes like that like if you could do like your Target shopping or like Walmart shopping from a redemption center at an FEC it's probably better than I got a, a sticky hand that's going to stick to the wall or a bouncy ball like Yeah, just get like a stand mixer with the Logo of the place slapped onto it, and there you go. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent agree. <laughs> and you got you know the right on the head. Get the logo of the place on there. That's another rant for another time. <laughs> but let me ask you this: so, of all the FPCs you've been to, and I know you've been to a lot, I've been to a lot. I feel like family entertainment centers are kind of this like slow, like kind of hovering, matured business. Like I don't really see them as like 
making prominent noise. They're definitely the popping up everywhere. Though. They're popping up, but I'm not I'm not confident they are always fully sustainable. Like, yeah. like that Haku's place that we talked about earlier. Um, we don't really know if like what's in there, what they are, and I think that deters a lot of people from coming to them. What's missing? It's also a placement thing. Yeah. What what's what's missing from FECs? What's something that like of this list of things that they have? What's something that they don't have that you think they need to to include to continue to be successful and to continue to diversify their? Do portfolio? you want like a marketing answer, or like a like a what a person would want to be included in the FEC? Because marketing answer is marketing at all. Like how often do you see these places advertising? I don't see billboards. I don't see. Commercials, well, Buster's has a like, couple of commercials, but very few. Right. Well, they're very mainstream, but mm-hmm. these other ones, it, they mostly rely on word of mouth. Like, when's the last time you saw an advertisement for Ingredi? Mm. Unless you're like a couponer and you're going through coupon books, they're probably in there. But no commercials, no billboards, nothing like that. Like, I think that that would be something that would be beneficial if they were putting themselves out there. Um, Other than that, I mean, most FECs have got it all. I don't really, I don't know. I don't feel like there's really anything that I would add necessarily. Okay. What about you? For me, there's one thing that stands out and it's, it's a story. It's kind of where I try to, for our dream and vision of one down the future, I try to blend theme park and FEC, but in a way that's better than when we're questioning the fun spot. Is an FEC or, or a theme park? Right. It's more so when you walk in there, is there a story that you can be told while interacting with these games? And obviously each game has its own story, right? Like you identify Pac-Man very easily and everyone knows Pac-Man Classic Arcade. Or you may see, um, I don't know, like Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Winter Games, which we know is a Wii video game, but now you see it here and now you know, okay, I'm going to go play one of these characters I'm going to get on this weird ski-looking thing with the handles and be in the Olympics to some degree, uh, and, and you interact with it, but like, is there a way to tell a thematic story throughout that entire experience, and there's a reason that you're shooting basketball, is there a reason you're throwing a football through a target, like, is there a way to, to enhance the game experience not by necessarily redesigning everything, but is there a way to bring a story overarchingly into the facility that ties it all together? Like, why is there an arcade there? Why is there a restaurant next to the arcade? How does it tie in to what games you just played? Why is there a go-kart track next to this arcade? Does that have something to do with it? I think finding a way to pull those just pieces together. Just a random together, comment. Mm-hmm. Pinball machines always tell a story. That's they're like true. required. <laughs> That's true. There's you hit like those something, levels. something happens, and they're like, "Well, now you got to do this and shoot the." You know, you you yeah. progress the story by shooting the pinball into certain spots that they're telling you to. So, is there a way to turn the whole experience into a giant pinball machine? <laughs> maybe, but maybe we shouldn't be giving away our trade secrets. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll just delete this part out. You heard nothing. <laughs> nothing is happening. <laughs> I'm just gonna call it. Well, here's the giant pinball. Well, here, here's kind of my thought process. So my, my thought with that wasn't necessarily give away any like secrets know, or any kidding. ideas. I was kidding. But I think of Disney Quest, and I think of Disney Quest as probably the closest thing to that, where 
there was that story of getting in the elevator from the lobby. And then and, Jeannie would come out and say something. I don't remember what it was, but yeah. Yeah, and then, you were on the, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you opened up and you were in the, literally the middle. They took you to some magical place. Of right? this giant five-story facility mm-hmm. where there was different levels of things. And they kind of did a really good job of grouping certain games in certain areas. Like mm-hmm. all the pinball, I think, was on level four. Um, I remember a lot of like the basketball, football, baseball style games were all. They had all like the space related stuff in that like one section where you had like Buzz Lightyear down here, and then up here was like the the lightsaber stuff, and then the Mars rover, and not really a Mars rover, it was like an alien something or other, but it felt like one. Yeah, like all the all those things like they were kind of grouped together. The attractions they had were of course very unique Mm -hmm. um, to Disney Quest. Um, They had some virtual reality. They had a lot of just. They had the creative level. Where yeah. you could like make songs, make pictures, do the drawings, do the yeah. drawing classes, make those weird toy things. Weird toy things. Yeah, that was the Toy Story section where you could go on there and like oh, oh, just oh. connect random toy parts together. And I think I actually bought one of those ones. I have no idea what happened to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's like the closest to what. I would want to see in more of these because that was so unique and you know yes you, you paid admission to get in and then everything else was just kind of included mm-hmm. which I think was part of the value because in most arcades right you have to go buy like a power card of some kind you got to recharge it and then you got to the restaurant is separate like I feel like the way Disney Quest was set up although I think having that admission made it feel like another theme park to a degree and kind of deterred people again from wanting to go in that that branding and that messaging that marketing piece I think is well they missed out on a lot <laughs> yeah there's a key metric to it but uh, I I really appreciated how there was some type of story element that was trying to be told to the facility and I think that was always really cool I missed that Pirates game a lot Pirates of the Caribbean was the was best game probably the best one yeah it was absolutely the best game the Jungle Cruise one was cute but hard like it was too difficult <laughs> couldn't get my boat to go the way I wanted to go. We couldn't do that. We were a terrible team in that game. Yeah. We just did not go anywhere. I was not good at that. We went to the, the, the cave and crashed. But I liked like all the different arcade games you could play. And the hockey thing was fun, too. That was a good one. The Mighty Ducks. Or mm, whatever yes, the Mighty Ducks that was, was fun. One. That was like a pinball type thing, except you had to use your yep. body to kind of mm-hmm. maneuver it. So that was kind of interesting. You had to make sure you picked a good one, or else you weren't going very far. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of stuck in the corner. <laughs> hey, Naomi, guess what game we're going to play today? Is it bright orange pair of pants? Close. It's the six-sided die of chance. Six-sided die of chance. Six-sided die of chance. Six-sided die of chance. (laughs) So for today, with the six-sided die of chance... What we did was we wrote down the names of uh, six different family entertainment centers that we have been to at some point in time. And what we're going to do is we're going to roll the die and whatever FEC it lands on, we're going to talk about something that we would potentially change about that FEC to make it even better uh, and make even more memories than what we already uh, know of it. Okay. Sound good? Yes. All right. I'm going to go first this time. So I'm going to roll it. See, it landed on... Deserland Action Park. Deserland Action Park. So this is one that we recently just went to and we walked around. They have a lot of different things in there, um, including a bunch of old vintage cars. They have a really, really spaced out arcade. They have a pinball arcade that has not opened yet. A 
huge go-karting track, including Florida's largest go-karting track. Slick track. Indoor track. Yeah, slick track, which looks really cool. Um, Jeez. Uh, I feel like something that was missing was it was so spaced out that it just it needed something to fill in the gaps. It needed something that pulled you from one thing to the other. Um, it, it just looked incomplete. And I think, as silly as it sounds, I think the floors need to get redone. It literally looks like just like the same kind of concrete floor the track is made of is like the entirety of everything. And we know it was the Artagon Mall and we know it was a festival bay, I think, before that. It literally looks like when everything got torn up, they just kind of threw this stuff in yeah, and didn't really... because Festival Bay had, like, mall tile, like any other normal mall. And then for some reason, they tore it up, and then Artagon used cement. So, yeah, I just... I mean, even, like, a like most of these said, like, a carpeted flooring of some kind with, like, bright colors on it or, like, That's a pattern. That's what it needs. Like, if it, That's had, definitely if it, it had that, I feel like it would tie it together to really just be able to paint an image of what Desertland is supposed to be and not just, like, a carnival just bought this space and just threw some stuff in there, so... It needs more flow... Yes. And maybe a little less dim, or like some dimming, because but also in other places it needed more light. It was weird, like the light lighting choices were kind of off. Yeah. Well, I think it depends because some arcades use dim lighting on purpose. So you can see the video screens and not have glare on them and glare on the games because the games are so well lit and stuff. But it also shouldn't be so dark that you can't even tell where you're well, walking. Also, like the go kart tracks, like like why can't we see that a little bit? Like it doesn't have to be like yeah. so dark that you can't see when you're driving, obviously. Ooh, what if they? But it just didn't have like a lot of atmosphere. What if like someone built a go kart track that was as aesthetic as a mini golf course? So like, think about the carts being the perspective of the golf ball, and you could drive like under the windmill <laughs> or like around the water effect. Like, how cool would that be? That would be good. That's what I would There's change. There's not enough go kart tracks that have any feeling. I would theme the go kart track. Boom! Mic drop. That is copyrighted, and y'all can take that. <laughs> okay, my turn. All right, your turn. You landed on the blank space. Yeah, I have to roll again. You got to roll again. We already know what that one was. Space Center, Ooh. or formerly known as Space Center. Yeah, now it's. Well, I don't. I, really I don't, don't know. know. We'd have to I look, it, look up. it up. Um. <laughs> neighborhood so... block party. Neighborhood block party. That's what it's called now. That sounds like super adult. Weird. Anyways, um, I mean, to be fair, Space Center didn't really have a lot going on with space, but anyways. That's so true. <laughs> Maybe originally, I don't know, but not when I was a kid. Um, what would I add? More change. I just, I feel like, I feel like it was a mistake to take out those children play areas because like they didn't even have the ball pits so, like the whole concern about like hygiene and, and drugs or whatever didn't really apply there so I think that I would take away the weird party space that they put in place of that play area because I just feel like that is way too much party space for what little they're offering now they yeah. still have their bumper cars, though. They have a lot of space. It's, it's just empty something. benches. Yeah, just and that used to be benches. it. Used to be more, um, more kid friendly stuff. Like they even had that bounce house thing, and that was there mm. one of the years that we went. Yeah, I remember that. Mm -hmm. No, and they took that away. So I'm not really sure what direction they were going there, unless they were really thinking about transitioning to a more adult facility. But 
I guess we'll find out next time we go there because we'll see what we always go there. <laughs> it's a tradition, so. All right, I'm gonna roll it again, and we'll share the last one uh, together. All right. Andretti, indoor carding, and gaming. This one's tough. I have to kind of like go back and think. Oh, yeah, no, I know exactly what I would add. Go ahead. An escape room. Ooh, that is so true. They don't have those. No, but I feel like that that would be a great facility for it, even if they just wanted to add like a little block of, like they could take some of the parking lot and just... Yeah, that'd be really cool. Put a block of building there, or one of their um, many uh, party rooms. Some of them are just larger than they need to be, and they could utilize that space. That's true. That's mm -hmm. a unique concept. I like that a lot. Yeah. I'm going to go with a different approach. And to your point earlier, their restaurant is pretty bougie and they have kind of two. And a lot of FECs have just kind of really like, like you could tell they're trying to be upscale-ish in their restaurant so you're more comfortable eating. I want to see them change their restaurant to be more of like a concept restaurant. Like, so, with, like with the race cars? Well, Formula One cars and stuff? Not not even with that, but like even I mean yes, that would be cool. I think find a way to tie it more just in the names of the food, but like serve it on a tire dish, or you know find a way to uh, use a way to. I know they had like the, the the cups that had the the fuel tank kind of shaped to them with the straws. That wasn't was that NASCAR. That wasn't them. I don't think so. I thought they had that too. Maybe I never saw. Maybe. That. Well, uh, one of the places had like the gas can kind of like souvenir cup that you could drink from but like i don't even mean like a, like get rid of the traditional view of a restaurant how can you make a restaurant feel like an arcade game you know using like the cool technologies and stuff to like have the food get processed or made in some type of way and then you can just take it and kind of virtual menus yeah or finding food items that necessarily you don't have to sit down and eat but like you could take on the go with you to the games like a like a beverage you know like the snack handheld handhelds um Type of foods. I feel like a concept restaurant would be cool. So something that's just different than I'm going to sit down and order food from a server who's going to bring it to my table. Like right. Or they could use stuff like whatever they would normally serve at a track in Formula One. Oh yeah, just theme it to what is actually served at the track. Get some actual track food up in there or food trucks. Oh, that'd be cool. Food trucks is a good idea. The restaurants need it up. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Does well, that bring us to our final train of thought? This brings us to our final train of thought. <laughs> All aboard. It's the final train of thought. So today on the final train of thought, my, my ending piece is this. I really want to find a way to bring a story into an FEC. And I think it's obviously no secret now that we have ambitions of maybe one day owning our own family entertainment center and trying to... Um, put together uh, exactly that, some type of concept where we can be creative and pull out um, something different. You know, let's tell a story on why people are coming to our place. Obviously, with your marketing skills, we'll make sure we get the word out as to what the heck it is there for. I'm just taking marketing right now, so it's fresh on the brain. <laughs> <laughs> it's still valid. It's still valid. But I think if we can find a way to include a story and maybe an escape room or some other unique style of attraction that isn't currently already in an FEC, we can diversify ourselves and set ourselves apart from the others because we won't just be an arcade with laser tag and a trampoline well, and a ropes course. My final thought, and I thought of this when we were talking about the escape room concept, 
it has been done before. And I don't remember if you remember what that place was, but when we first were trying to find FECs in South Florida, um, we found one that we ended up visiting that had that uh, van outside of it, the, the like old groovy the Volkswagen van, the Volkswagen thing. Mm-hmm. And you went inside and there was like gigantic ropes course that just like stretched across the whole facility, had go-karts, but they also had an escape room area there. Didn't they also have a skate rink? Yeah, like, like they yeah. had all sorts of weird stuff. Like they just, you know, do what FECs do, and they just park. took a bunch of stuff and stuck it in a building and like made it work, I guess. But I think to your point with Desertland, a lot more carpeting and direction and signage and like all those things that kind of make it flow would also help that place because they had a lot of cool stuff. But it was kind of overwhelming because they didn't really train your eye anywhere. It was just kind of like, look at all this stuff. What do I do? Yeah, it was it was just kind of scattered throughout. There wasn't really a flow mm-hmm. to it, and there's not well, some, like not a good introduction to it. Like when you walk in somewhere, you kind of have to have like that once upon a time, like the beginning of your story. Like here's you know game time for example. We walked in, we didn't know what to do. We right. just walked in, and there was just okay. Literally, there's games, but there's like no welcome. There's no indication of where to go first there's no indication of where the restaurant the redemption well, area to be was. fair we didn't think like a guest until we ended our visit we were like because we were there to snoop basically <laughs> a little bit, yeah. so we were just like checking it out whatever so we immediately just started investigating whatever but then we realized as guests standing there you know my five foot three self can't see above all of these giant you know new technology games that they have like you could probably see stuff, but I couldn't. I was standing, I was staring into the back of my machine. I'm like, there's no signs to tell me where to buy tickets. There's or tokens or credits or yeah, credits, tokens. There's no, there's nothing telling me where the redemption area is. You could see it because you were tall enough to. I couldn't. And what's that thing on the left with all those windows? Like, there's no sign telling me that's a restaurant bar. Like, yeah, places places need guidance. <laughs> Yes. You need to guide your tourists or they're just going to get lost and, and what better way to guide them and leave. And what better way to guide them than through a story? Yeah. An immersive story that has a beginning, middle, and an end. I agree. Well, thanks everybody for listening to this episode of Few Clips, Talking to the Max. We hope you had a good time. Um, we want your feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you like about season two and let us know how you guys want to participate because soon we're going to bring the show on the road to you. More details to come, but until then, thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Bye! Bye!